Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Today's guest is Sherry Anshara. Sherry's mission is to explain in real practical terms why connecting to the origin of the physical and the emotional root causes of disease, illnesses, and dysfunctional behavior provides the answer for healing more effectively. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website at www.drmarysanders.com to download a free guide to boost your energy centers to experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to today's show, listeners. I am so honored to have this magnificent lady as a guest on the podcast, Energy Medicine. Her name is Sherry Anshara. Sherry is an international best-selling author, professional speaker, former radio host of Conscious Healing, current podcast host of The Quantum Truth, host MICTV, medical intuitive channel on Roku, and contributing writer to local, national, and international publications, including the American Holistic Nurses Journal, Beginnings, and more, on the subject of Anshara Method of Accelerated Healing and Abundance and Overall Wellness. Sherry utilizes her experience and expertise as a medical intuitive and success coach as the foundation of her groundbreaking work with cellular memory, which I can't wait to hear more about. And she called this the Anshara Method. And through the Anshara Method, you access your cellular memories, which hold the root causes of your symptoms, whether they be mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, or financial. Sherry created these systematic processes so that you can rid yourself of unwanted limitations, restrictions, and negative thought patterns and toxic behaviors. And she guides you to heal at the cellular level so that you can enjoy health, wellness, and abundance in every area of your life. The title of today's podcast is Healing Does Not Have to Take a Long Time. Sherry, it is sincerely my honor to hold space for you today on the podcast, and I just want to put a shout out to you that I know that you're a very busy lady, you're prolific in many different areas of your life, and for you to share an hour of your time with us, I feel very grateful. So thank you for being a guest. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here, and I love being in a conversation with you for an hour. I'm so grateful. You have no idea. I love it. And I have a feeling I've had an opportunity as listeners to connect with Sherry before we got on the call today and another previous call a couple of weeks ago. And I know, I just know within all the trillions of cells of my body that we are going to have a really engaging conversation. So one of the things that I want to just touch upon, and I know the listeners are going to be curious, is to hear how you navigated and stumbled upon the cellular memories, which is the foundation of your Anshara method. So would you be kind enough to give us a little bit of background um, as to how you became the beautiful person you are today and how you're of service to all those that come to you? Thank you. That's a wonderful question. I'll make it short and sweet. Well, in 1991, 
having it all. And I ended up in a near-death experience. And I was 15 feet underwater, upside down the Connecticut River and drowned and died. Honestly, it was one of the most fabulous experiences I've ever had in my life. I can't you <laughs> Whatever it is. And through that, I had a, my back had issues, my neck, uh, my um, head was smashed, and my brain was out of place, which they didn't even know. And so, believe it or not, I ended up in a wonderful hospital in Connecticut, and they just had no idea what was going on, and neither did I, but they were lovely. And with the predictions, with all of these things that you know my body was expressing, it wasn't a very good outcome. So I wasn't listening in that idea to these results that I was hearing. I thought, no, 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 no. And I was laying in the hospital bed and I thought, you know what? And of course, we didn't confirm yet that my that my brain was out of place. I didn't find out till later. And I thought, well, you know what? There has to be some darn thing smarter in this body than my head because my head is really out of whack. <laughs> and I was all smashed and swollen and bruised and everything. And I'm laying there through my intuition. These two words came to me, cellular memory. And I thought, what is cellular memory? Well, cellular memory happens the minute the sperm hits the egg. And it is all of our knowledge. So in a fun way, because I have a weird sense of humor, you can't help it when you've died five times, that, you know, <laughs> I call myself the in and out burger. And so, but I was always gaining knowledge in the multiversities. And so I thought, you know, when the sperm hits the egg, the nose knows to be a nose cell and the toe needs to be a toe cell, or otherwise we'd have a fingernail at the end of our nose. So as I began to connect to that, I could feel, not think, not think. Remember, my brain's in a problem here, but I could feel something happening inside. So after being in the hospital a week, I said, you know what? I live in Michigan. I'm going home. So I discharged myself from the hospital, called a cab, and went to the Hartford, Connecticut airport and flew home. And they were mortified. They said, you're not ready. Your body's you know, too weak and you couldn't make a plane trip. And I said, no, I have to go home. And from that moment on, my entire life changed. Uh, and sometimes, this I don't recommend this for anybody else, but in all the loss, I had so much gain. And as I began to express myself to some of my friends, a couple years later, some wonderful women came into my life and they said, would you teach me something? And with my rotten sense of humor, I said, you've got to be kidding me. You can't be that stupid. <laughs> we all laughed. <laughs> I go, my life is upside down. I'm all goofy. And you would like me to teach you something? And they said, yes, we would. And they didn't know each other. It just happened. Just one of those happenstances. And so in that moment, I was writing a book on a 286 computer with zero computer skills. And it was my first book. And I thought, hmm, I know what I'll do. And I went, hmm, I'll, I'll do it for eight weeks. And they said, great, we're in. And it lasted 13 months. And that was the foundation for what I was creating from that experience and learning so much about my own body that now I could teach others about theirs. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and wonder. Oh, this is I find that lovely. I find that fascinating. And I think quite honestly, that's where the greatest transformation happens when you can come back to self and to call the powers within to heal your own physical body. 
Sherry, one of the things that I really value about your story is that you're talking about the brain and you're talking about how it just felt smushed. And I think that oftentimes people don't really understand, like in automobile accidents, that you can have a forward and backward whiplash extension happen within the neck. But what ends up happening is that the brain continues to move even after your physical body stops moving. So indeed, you can have closed head traumas or, as you say, you know, smashing up the brain just as a result of these physical problems. And quite honestly, and I think you and I are in agreement that when you look at the two hemispheres of the brain and you look at the positioning of the cerebellum, you can't help but to look at the neurology of the brain and how we really do from a cellular memory house all of the memory that we've had, literally, and I think you'll agree, the previous lifetime memories, the genetic memories, the karmic memories, the the universal memories all come into our existence as we, as a spirit, occupy our human home. That's phenomenal. I thank you so much for your acknowledgement. And the truth is, I always had this. We all do. And so what I do is assist people to get to that. And when someone comes to me and they say, I've been, I teach wordologies or biology, so I, I can't help it. They said, I've been diagnosed. Well, it's already dying right away. Or I'm on a diet. I don't want to diet. You know, I'd like to live it. And so I will ask them, when did it start? And they say, oh, no, it's just, no, when did it start? So the memorization is the process of becoming ill or diseased or dysfunctioned. But the cellular memory is pure. And thank you so much for acknowledging it because it is universal and it can be karmic, which I taught people how to cancel the karma and to, to uh, have all of those experiences. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. And I was born a long time ago. And actually, I have to tell you, I just turned 80. Mm, I knew that. I was waiting to share that with the audience later. But I knew that. And I find that absolutely remarkable. And, tell, and since we're on this topic, tell the audience, the listeners, how many birthday wishes did you get online? Oh, my gosh. I got almost 400 on Facebook and, and then even more some. And a party and cards. I mean, the most fabulous cards I've ever seen in my entire life. And they popped up. And, and because I like kitties, I got one card and you pop it up and it's a whole bunch of kitties which I have three. Just cute kidding. I mean, I just been so honored that I just don't even know what to say about it. Really. It, it was, it was amazing. Amazing. And my birthday party was three years old to me. So it was all ages and stages. So phenomenal. it was a big birthday, was it not? It was a big birthday and I'm still working millions of hours and, and I'm going to share some other exciting news. But you know what? That's why I love working with babies in the womb. And I'm in the process of starting a school, but I'll talk about that. But the reason I'm excited about uh, working with babies in the womb is when I work with them and I'm going to teach people how to do this, whether they're a massage therapist or a nurse or a midwife or whatever, because some of these babies that I've worked with over the years have given me information that honestly, I would not have known. It was their memory. And I looked at some of the things up on Wikipedia and Google, and I have it. I actually have it in physical of them guiding me to places and why they came or what they would like their name to be or why they picked their mother and father. It's fascinating. And, and the minute the sperm hits the egg, we have a fully conscious child. And so mm -hmm. that has been the joy of it to work with. But anyway, 
when I was uh, three years old, that was 1946. Oh my God, that was so long ago. This is no joke. So I tell my mother, and and people say you couldn't have spoken that way. So I have to put this in without boring anybody. But I was raised by three teenagers. So I never baby talked. And my sister said I used to sound like a midget because I talked teenage talk. I talked like they did. I didn't have a, a baby talk. And so I must have had opinions. But I told my mother at three, you know, remember when I was Jewish and lived in New York? She goes, Sherry, we're Catholic. We live in Detroit. And I actually, years later, met a man who wrote a book. Uh, he was a writer for the Detroit News and Detroit Free Press. And he moved to New York to write a book. And he was doing some research because we knew we had known each other before. And he found us in the archives. And in this, and in this lifetime, he was, you know, Methodist or Presbyterian or something. But we just came together. And we, the minute we knew, met, we knew we knew each other. It was never romantic or anything. We just knew we knew each other. So all of us, all of us have that. And in that wonderful knowledge. And so it doesn't mean we cut out our doctors or our practitioners or massage or anybody. It means now that we work together. And when we do it, it's beneficial for the practitioner, the healthcare practitioner, whatever field it is. And, and it makes a difference. You know, my own doctor, I have a cardiologist, and he always says, I love when you come in because you don't sit here and expect me to fix you. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. we, and we have just glorious conversations. And, and that's the connectedness. I love that. Now, Sherry, you were talking about cellular memories and how we are born, you know, as spirits in a human home, with all these memories that predispose, if you will, or a blueprint is established for possible dysfunctions, pathology, disease, and then that possibly can turn into physical manifestations and representations of those uh, diseases. So when somebody comes to you as a client and they are overloaded with these physical ailments and they feel like they embody this diagnosis, what do you say? How do you assist people in that mindset? Well, thank you for asking that. Oh, I, well, I have an intake sheet. And then in the intake sheet, it starts with like maybe ADD or addictions and it goes down to XYZ. So it could be cardiac, it could be depression or whatever. So what I've discovered over all of these years that emotions, not feeling, and I'm going to put a plug in here and I'm going to sound terribly judgmental. I am not. But they talk about emotional intelligence. Honestly, I promise you there are there there is not one ounce, not a speck of intelligence and emotions. So what I've discovered over all these years is that emotions are the core. And wherever our body is the weakest in our genetic coding, it could be DNA, it could be cellular, or it could be something that we brought with us, that brings that resonance. It it can't sustain itself. And so what I do, honestly, in 10 minutes or less, it doesn't mean we have a solution yet, but without the resolution, So within 10 minutes or less or 20, but even 10, we can get to the core of that emotional, physical, physical emotion and emotional, physical issue in the tissues of what it is, of why it happened. So I always say you can't change the what. You can't have the solution without a resolution until you get to the why and the why is the fork in the road. So where did that fork in the road happen with that trauma or that experience? And sometimes it's not always this timeline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. 
I think this segues like clearly into the title of your episode, and that is healing doesn't have to take a long time. So what you're what you're saying is that once you get to the basis of the understanding of the emotion or the physical emotional issue that's happening, residing within the tissue, that's the core root. Yes, it's the causation. It's the causation. And if I could show you some cells, would that be okay? Sure. Okay. These are these are 10 years old, and these were not taken by me. I don't take them. They were taken by a doctor. And these are 10 years old, if you can see these. These are very awful cells, and you know that. These are terrible. This is illness. And I, I worked with this lady, and this is three months later. And these are perfect blood cells. So this is how I got published in the American Holistic Nurses Journal. So when the doctor came to me, and he came to me, he brought me these, and that's why I was able to make pictures out of them, you know, or copies. And he said, how did that happen? It really was, or at the time, was the emotional issue for all the years of the buildup that actually started when she was three years old, when the abuse started. And what happened is, in that abuse, she became um, almost morbidly obese, not quite. But she thought she was protecting herself, but emotionally she was trying to hide. But when people are that heavy, you get noticed more. And so that's sort of the dualistic or the duality confusion of it. And once she re- resolved that, in those, and it took three months, and what's three months in, in all the years? Because she was already in her 50s. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So three months in 50 years isn't a very long time. No, so very true. And for the listeners, I just want to explain the picture that Sherry just showed with uh, with us. The first image that she held up was an eight and a half by 11. It was like a microscopic image of a slide presentation of red blood cells. And on that image, the blood cells actually looked really con- congested, conglomerated and sticky. And then the second image that she held up was of a more healed presentation of the red blood cells where you could see the linear uh, circular circumference of the blood cells and they were clear and there was less congestion. Clear sign night and day from picture A to picture B. And what Sherry is saying is that with the healing modality, you know, with, with the process of for this one example, three months out of her 50 years shows a cellular change down, down to the red blood cells. So that's remarkable. I love I love the before and after images. And I was so grateful for the doctor. And you know what? She ended up, she didn't go on a diet, but she started looking at herself and started seeing her own value in worth. When mm. we see our own value in some of the old uh, programming that was in her, what I call the left computer brain, uh, was that she's not good enough and, you know, that you're, you're always going to be a big woman, you're a big kid. And and, and that's okay. Her, her parents weren't meaning to be that way, but it's how she took it in. But she lost over 100 pounds. <laughs> it was just remarkable. And it, it changed her whole image. And the fun part of it is, one day I called her and I said, we're going shopping. Get your visa ready. <laughs> <laughs> and my guess is, Sherry, that that when she was going through the process of shedding those 100 pounds, it was in a state of grace, meaning that I'm sure there was some mindfulness behind it. But yeah. because the, the healing, the core root of the healing had been addressed, my guess is it took less efforting on her part. Yes. And she she was really not eating because she didn't know what else to do or to hide herself. 
but she was actually eating to support herself. Mm-hmm. But it was just amazing. And in a, in a year, she lost 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And so and when you think about it, even in a year of all those years of even being overweight as a child and, you know, her parents overfed her. No, we're not wronging her parents. They thought they were doing the right thing. But now she was doing the correct thing for her. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're talking about more of understanding the emotions and it being the causative agent of disease or dysfunction. But what about the individual that comes into your office and says, OK, Sherry, here's the scoop. Um, I'm a 30 year old female. Um, I have I have genetic predispositions for breast cancer. I'm fearful because my sisters had breast cancer. My mom's had breast cancer. My grandma passed away from breast cancer. And I know that genetically it runs within my family. Does that mean that I'm going to have, am I going to get, I just believe that I'm going to get breast cancer. You know what? That is a perfect, and that has happened. I've had clients come to me that have said, this is a genetic issue in my family. And you know, they overcame it because Mm -hmm. your body is the intelligence and intellect. And one, I, I, these are three tools I teach. The first one I love is NEO, non-emotional observer. I love it because when we get emotional, we can buy into someone's belief system. So I always say this to, I was actually talking to a doctor this morning and I said, doctor, I'm sure you have belief systems. And he said, yes. And I said, what's the first letter of the word belief? B, what's the first letter of the word system? S, I go, there you have it. So we're going to go from belief systems into believing. And that starts with Neo. And then I teach now non-emotional listening. So when we begin to listen, now we can talk to our body. And because of these cells, I have given her a mantra. I have happy, healthy cells um, that that work perfectly. And that's how she did this. So I have actually created a, a mantra or a wordology as your biology for my clients that did not get what they were told genetically. So even though it's in the DNA, we have a lot of junk DNA that we don't even know about. So when you start talking to your body and you start listening and you recognize your value or worth, then you don't have to get that. So I don't really have anything. Uh, had my brothers, you know, my one brother and sister already gone because they were so much older than me, but I didn't get any of the stuff they have. Not, not any of it. I just know that you can, you can't cure anything. I always laughingly say you cure hams and meat, but you can heal yourself by addressing those issues and trusting the magnificence of that intelligence and intellect in the body. And over 30 some years now of doing this and, and watching people change, I've had clients that were told you were going to give this, or here's another one. You can't have children. And they did. So when we buy into or purchase someone else's idea of it, it's not our idea. And it doesn't mean that you can't be respectful that your family has this genetically. So if diabetes is in the family and you're eating pies and cakes, you're actually then sabotaging yourself and setting yourself up. But if you're more careful about what you eat and how you do it and honor your body for your value and worth, you don't have to do it. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. It is. It really is. And there are a couple of thoughts that I want to go back and kind of revisit some of the concepts that you just shared with us. And that is, even though you may have a genetic predisposition, that uh, does not have to be a primary genetic expression. 
And I do believe that, you know, when we look at our environmental influences, just like the example that you gave with the diabetic patient who's eating pies and cakes, that's an environmental choice, right? Because of eating those foods. But the environmental predisposition outweighs the genetic predisposition substantially. So even though you may have a a genetic expression within your family, know that you can make choices to have a different outcome. And I do believe that it is within, just like you were saying, some of the mindset. I can personally share that within my family genealogy, we have a gene expression for factor V Leiden, which is a blood clotting disorder. And uh, we found this out because my mother had two pretty traumatic episodes of thromboembolism in which a big blood clot got lodged within her lungs. And so what we did, my mother was one of six kids, only to find out after she tested positive for this uh, autoimmune deficiency that four out of her six siblings also had that tested positive in that gene expression. Then we went and extrapolated the same information for the siblings of those six kids. And my mother had three girls and two of us girls had the same gene expression. So as a direct result of some of the complications of having a positive factor five Leiden, um, I, when I was living down in Colombia, had a geneticist uh, do some testing to find out how prominent this gene expression was within my genetic makeup. And she could find very, very, very little of that gene expression, even though from a blood chemistry standpoint, it shows up positive. So... And my sister had a belief system. She uh, monitors her estrogen and hormonal imbalances based upon this belief system that this blood clotting disorder should be up a primary influence and that she, she has a mindset in which she gives it more energy than what it deserves to have, in my opinion. So I do believe that genetic makeup can be a mindset thing as well. Yes, it is. In my own family, thank you for sharing that. My mother went blind from diabetes. She was on, you know, she had to have all, you know, the kidney drained all the time. And and I said, I'm not going to do that. But she ate terrible. And it didn't matter what I said. You know, you know, would you, but she was a sweetaholic. I'm not kidding you. Uh, and and as a child, I never really cared much for like candy and stuff. It doesn't mean that there's not other things, but I was, and she, you know, got really plump and overweight. And so I, I watched that deterioration, not judging her in any way, shape or form, but dialysis was a horrible experience to take her to or watching her or going blind and all of that. And the funny part of it is in the last 10 years, my eyes have improved <laughs> because I do my own system. And, and my eye doctor calls me his miss. He calls me miss anomaly. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> because as you age, your eyes are not supposed to get better, but mine have actually gotten better. So you see, the body is so brilliant. And that's what I love about the body. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a predisposition, but you don't have to buy into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And with the soon to be 30 years of having my hands on patients, I can honestly say that the body does not cease to amaze me. It just really doesn't. Um, how it is engineered, how it has been designed in, you know, knowing and understanding the physical body, the, the brain itself, and also the energetic body. I think it's just an amazing, beautiful organism. And, and it doesn't matter where we are, but I've worked with clients all over the world. Even with, I didn't even speak their language. Honestly, I did not speak their language. And they had an interpreter and they actually achieved their same result that they were looking for. So healing doesn't have to take a long time. And healing is not a thing. It's actually natural and innate to the body. But thank goodness that your patients have you because you listen and you connect. And can I do a commercial here? <laughs> Well, yes, I absolutely want to have a little commercial. But before we talk about your upcoming programs, would you, you started to talk about some really practical tools, and I want to make sure that the listeners caught that. You already introduced the idea of NEO, which is the non-emotional observer. Then you also introduced now, which is the non-emotional listener. And then I know that there's a third practical tool in there that talks about the connected detachment. Yeah. So would you do us a solid? Would you give us a, a, a complete explanation of those three, three things so that the listeners have a take-home practical tool that they can apply? Yes. So in Neo, non-emotional observer, you don't say, well, my mother had this or my father had, and I'm going to get it. That, that's the left computer brain. And I actually teach a different anatomy. So your left computer brain goes to the, your right male side, manifest, manufacture, manipulate. And so, and when you're now, you are starting to listen. So I teach my clients and friends that when you have pain in your body, it's your body's attempt to get your attention. Because, you know, if you hurt your back or your shoulder, you have stomach aches or whatever it is, it's the body saying, hey, up there in that left computer brain, we've got something going on. So it's not that you don't take painkillers or whatever it is, or pay, even the idea of painkillers, that just scares me. So it's addressing the issues. So pain in the body is the body's attempt to get our attention. And that comes through listening. And that third step is to start making the connection of that information. And I ask myself, what is my body saying to me? What is my body telling me that I am only hearing, hearing through my left computer brain? but I'm not listening because the heart is the real brain. So that real brain, when we connect to that, now we have this fourth tool. It's called intuition. And intuition isn't booga booga or silly. Intuition is our natural innate ability to discern what is correct for us or what isn't. Not right or wrong, but what's correct. So I've had people say, you know what? I shouldn't eat this and they should have done themselves. The fifth step is wordology is your biology. And then they eat it and they say, I get sick. Well, you're actually now in a process of sabotage. So I don't, and I teach actually another step. I teach people how to muscle test by putting something on their heart. And if I go forward, it's for me. If nothing happens and it's, you know, it's up to me. But if I go back, I don't take it. It doesn't matter if it says organic or whatever. It might be how the ingredients are put together. So the body's innate intelligence knows. I've actually taken supplements or medications and we have combined them on somebody and they hold it in their heart and they'll, they'll go forward or they'll go back because those supplements and perhaps their meds don't go together. 
And then we say, well, do we take them an hour apart or two hours? And so in this one other step that I teach is how to connect left brain, right brain. Because what I've discovered is your chin is your solar plexus and your jaws are your hips. Your sinuses are the first chakra of what I call the old seven dualistic chakra system. And so when I'm working with someone's pregnant and your occipital bone is actually your iliac crest. Isn't that something? So when I place my hands on somebody's head and my fingers on their occipital bone and, and they start to relax into it, they start breathing from the belly button below. They start breathing. And so the jaws are the hips. And so I, ha- and I can show you this and you can explain it, but I, I use my left hand. It can be right hand. It doesn't matter. But I put my hand up to the other side. I even have a video somewhere on YouTube on this years ago. And I put a hand here and a hand here. And so I'm covering this and this. And I breathe in gently. I don't have to do it hard. And then I and I just close my eyes so I don't get distracted. And I just breathe gently. I could be laying down. I've actually done this before I came into an early morning business meeting because I'm not the earliest morning person. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in the car doing this. And then eventually the, the arms will just come down to your side. Could take five minutes, two minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Every once you do it uh, and you get used to doing it and then you feel real connected and it's connecting the right lobe, which goes to your female side, which is the creative side. And so I, I've actually created another step. It's how to be the godness within you, the essence of God. So if you look at the word Yahweh in the Hebrew, it's four letters, correct? So I translate it into English or I can translate it into Spanish or whatever it is. So it's whatever we're doing every moment of the day, whether it's a project or a meal or an idea. So we create through our female side. We organize it through our right side. We implement it through our body because we never body. We couldn't implement. We organize what we're manifesting or manufacturing through our male side and through our heart, our real brain, through our hands. Uh, we, we actualize. So it's a create, implement, manifest, and actualize the four letters of Yahweh being the godness within you. Isn't that the fun? Isn't it cool? That is fun. And I want to back up a moment and try to explain to the listeners what Sherry was doing to balance uh, the right side and the left side of the brain. And I'll do my best. So essentially, if listeners, if you just uh, literally take your palms and with your fingers extended palms facing towards your face so that your fingertips are up towards the ceiling. Then what Sherry did is she took her right hand and crossed over the midline of her body and put the base of her palm right at the base of the jaw. And she allowed the thumb to rest comfortably right like next to the uh, nose itself and the pinky comes in cradles around the ear. Then she takes her left hand and she takes their left palm and faces it in the same position, thumb next to the nose and fifth uh, finger next to the ear. And she holds that with the intention of balancing right side and left side of the hemispheres for allowing more of a uh, blend, if you will, of the two frequencies and the energies. And so Sherry, how did I do? Is that right? Yes, that's perfect. And just the palm by the chin. And you know how I invented this? Um, and I was studied, believe it or not, in 2002. Now, remember, I had this accident in 1991. So I was actually studied at the University of Arizona. And it took a while for my brain to get in place. And I was recommended to go there by a doctor that I had worked with. And 
so they studied me for a week in the lab. It was fabulous. I was a lab rat for a week. <laughs> I loved it. And they checked me. And so they, when they came through, they said, no, this is a laugh. This is not bragging. They said, and they were very serious. And they go, Sherry, you're a genius. And, and I said, really? Well, you guys are dumb because my brain's out of place. And we all laughed. <laughs> but they <laughs> said, you have one of the most organized, connected brains. And it's because I invented this for my own self. And now I share it with everybody. But it was, you know, like, it's like the mother of invention or the father of invention. When something happens to you and you listen to that fabulous innerness of you, that that inner comprehension, knowing, understanding, your body speaks to you, but you got to be now <laughs> and you've got to be that observer. And that's how I learned to do it. And so that was proof of the pudding way back in 2002. And we laughed. We had so and they asked me how I did that. And, and I showed them. That's lovely. That is lovely. Now, Sherry, I know I want to start talking about the Anshara Aha method of accelerating healing and the new program that you're putting together. It's really, I, I know that, you know, as we're talking about it, you're creating it. So can you share with us what is up for you professionally um, during this decade, this this eighth decade of your life, and and um, how are you going to be presenting it to the general public? Because I know that you're physically located in Scottsdale, Arizona, correct? Correct. Okay, so share with us what's happening in your world professionally. Well, actually, what happened is two and a half months ago, this woman came to me, and she had, and this is not a judgment, but she had three a list of three pages of medication, and she was networked to me. And so I started working with her and she started getting better immediately, but we connected to her cellular memory. Makes sense? And I love it. And she said, what are you doing? I said, you know what? In the back of my mind, I always would like to create a school because I've been teaching classes for years. And she said, I'm in. And I said, what? This is two and a half months ago. She said, we're going to do it. And so a group of fabulous individuals have come together and we are in the process of creating the Anshara Institute of Accelerated Healing and to create a new profession to teach uh, practitioners, doctors, massage therapists, chiropractors, anybody who would like to have another tool in their own practice, and also to create a new profession for people to be able to do what I do, because we all can. It doesn't matter. And so it's in, it's going to be hands-on in person. Our goal is to create a brick and mortar, but also online to do it globally, because there are parts of the courses that I teach that can be done online. And if there's anyone in your audience in Columbus, Ohio, if they'd like to email me at sherry at sherryanshara.com, we are doing our first kickoff fundraiser in Columbus, Ohio at the country, Columbus Country Club that one of my clients belongs to there and is uh, gifting us with that. It's September 10th, September 10th in Columbus, Ohio, Columbus Country Club. And it's going to be from 11 to 2. And we're going to make our first presentation of why we're doing it. And this client of mine, who actually lives in California, is going to be there. And another client of mine that I've known less, only four weeks, <laughs> who came. And she is uh, leaving her big corporate job in the healthcare industry to do be part of our fundraising. And so the Institute is really to teach a new profession. And I talked to a doctor this morning that I had met uh, yesterday on uh, networking. He said the suicide rate among physicians 
is up unbelievably. And also the burnout rate. And because I had worked with the holistic nurses before, and that was one of them. So he, and when I talked to him, he said, Sherry, and so I have actually three fabulous doctors on our board. One is a oncologist worldwide. They're doing this all volunteer. I'm just amazed. The other is Dr. Kenodia in Ohio, and he'll be speaking on the transformation that happened for him and my own naturopath that's here. So it will be an idea of a brick and mortar to teach the hands-on part. And it's going to be a two-year curriculum and we're going to certify it. And Mm. if anybody would like to have any information on it, they can email me at sherry at sherryonchar.com. And so it's all, it's filling in the gaps in healthcare education. Lovely. So that there is a connection because who are we losing in the healthcare industry with all their years of expertise and their education? It just Mm -hmm. can't go to waste, but they Mm -hmm. can't be at the expense of their own life and their own bodies. Mm -hmm. And if there's anybody out in your audience that would like to become a practitioner and, and know this and the first brick and mortar, our goal is to have practitioners in there working, whether they're doctors or you know, whatever area of healthcare to do that. And actually one of my clients, she's like my surrogate daughter, she's going to be working there. She's going to be a nurse practitioner. So that is our goal is to set it up. It's nonprofit. We made it nonprofit because we're all in this together and we have to make a change. Um, There's just too many individuals out there that are sick that don't have to be sick. And there's so many healthcare practitioners, whether it's doctors or nurses or therapists that they're just burned out mm-hmm. and they don't have to. And they, and for them to really comprehend that energetic connection mm-hmm. between us, we're, we're all humans. I always say in wordology, the word human means the hue of man and woman in all our colors, all our ages and stages that we all have something to offer. That is so very true. And listeners, I know that you're going to want to keep informed as to what's happening as far as the development of this institute. And Sherry already already provided her email. And I know that all the information and contacts and links will be available to you via the show notes. But for those of you that are curious as to how she's spelling her name, it's F-H-E-R-R-Y-A-N-F-H-A-R-A. So once again, Sherry, you have been an absolute joy to have as a guest on the podcast Energy Medicine. I have so much gratitude for all that you have done to pave the way for practitioners such as myself as a medical intuitive and in in helping us to shift the mentality of um into the science that has yet to be proven as to what it is that we actually provide as services. So thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being a guest. And thank you for all that you're doing to support the healthcare practitioners. And thank you for what you're doing, because it's your intuition. It's your natural innate ability that is supporting others. And healing doesn't take a long time, especially when they're working with you. It doesn't. And can I just add one more thing? This is funny. When I had my near-death experience, I came back with the name Anshara. I didn't know what it meant, but I just knew that was my new name. I had to take it. And and one of the gals in all these years that I've had this happen, she looked it up and it's Sumerian. And it says, when your heart opens, transformation begins. And I didn't even know that. How appropriate. <laughs> so How appropriate and beautiful. So thank you so much for what you're doing. And I feel so honored to be here. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. We will stay connected. And listeners, please stay tuned for this short message. You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.